Welcome again to Trinity this morning. It's great to be together. Hopefully you enjoyed your James Park 57 seconds. All right, there we go. We're alive. So here's, here's the plan for today. I want to talk a little bit about the story behind Prayer in the Park. Uh, it's an initiative that many of you will have heard of, but some of you may not have, that I've been spearheading. Uh, this is the second year for that. And want to then we want to take some time to pray for unity uh, in our region. Okay? So that's one of the things that God has really put on my heart, and that's the, what Prayer in the Park is all about. And so the reason that I've got this opportunity to be up here today is because I asked James if we could take the Sunday morning prayer time to pray for prayer in the park and to pray for unity in the region. And he said, sure, why don't you take the whole service? So, <laughs> so there you go. And then uh, after we've taken a good time to pray, then I just want to share a little bit about some of the things that I've been learning about prayer. So we've got a little bit, we've got a plan here. It's a little different than the plan that I normally have with the kids downstairs. Uh, so I don't have any crafts for you. And, and sorry, I don't have a snack for you. But it probably is something out there for after the service. And uh, we won't sing the, the good morning train. We don't want to have time to get, every, get through everybody's name. Okay, so that's the plan. But before we do that, I want to take just a second to talk about VBC, if my slide will advance. There we go. First, I want to just take a second to talk about VBCs. That is another one of the things that I get to help out with. Uh, and so I just want to make mention of the fact that we are still... Uh, in addition to needing you to eat the chips and drink the pop and the soup and all that, uh, we, we need you as well. So we do, we're, we're planning for 100 kids, uh, and so we group the kids in groups of about 10, and we need two leaders for each group of 10, so we need in the neighborhood of 18 to 22 group leaders. Uh, and so lots of you have helped in the past, and you guys are amazing, and I'm looking forward to the group that God's going to bring together this year uh, and having a great time with the kids um, and if you haven't helped in the past and you want to know more, please come ask me questions and I will uh, tell you what it's all about. And if you haven't gone through the screening application process, uh, then uh, there are just a few simple steps involved in that to, to get you ready to be an approved worker to work with the kids. Uh, and so we can walk you through that as well. And we have, we're having a community carnival on the Monday, right after Canada Day, which will be a holiday Monday. So we'll have the carnival here out in the field from 12 to 4. And again, I'll need lots of help with that. Uh, the jobs for that are all really easy, but uh, we do need some people there watching the bouncy castles and handing out popcorn and things of that nature. So if you can help with VBC and or with the carnival, we do definitely need your help. So please talk to me and let me know. And there will be... Um, information meeting to train and all of that sort of stuff coming up uh, later on. Yes, yes, Joyce. You do not, no. You do not need to be an approved worker having gone through the prevention plan process to help with the carnival because it's not, we're not taking responsibility of children from the parents. We're just providing the space there. All right, so thank you for bearing with me on my plug for VBC. So, Prayer in the Park. So this year will be the second annual Prayer in the Park. It's taking place this year on June the 3rd from 1.30 to 4.30 at Victoria Park. The, it is an open event that we've been inviting all the churches from all across Water Region to join together on that day, as it says, to be one church, assembled together, praying in unity, seeking God for Water Region. So we are one church. Just as in one congregation, there are lots of people that form together to make one body. So too, across the region... 
all of the different churches form together to make the collective body of Christ. And so we are all one body, even though there are lots of different parts and lots of different forms and the different denominations and traditions and all that, God is in it and God has been, God is blessing all of it. And we want to be able to celebrate and honor everything that God is doing all across the whole region. And so that's, that's kind of what's behind Prayer in the Park. So Prayer in the Park is something that was, it was my initiative to start. Uh, it all started when I read this book, A Year of Living Prayerfully by Jared Brock. Uh, Jared Brock came here to Trinity uh, to talk about the stories and the things that went into writing this book some time ago. It was two or three years ago now. I got the book from him that day and probably didn't read it till almost a year later or something. But eventually I did read it and I was very blessed for having done so. And so uh, I learned a lot about prayer. I'm going to share a little bit more about that later, uh, some of the specific things that I've been learning about prayer partly through this. Um, but at the end, near the end of the book, one of the things that he talks about is a history of revivals that have happened uh, in Canada and in other places. And the, one of the points that he's making in there is looking at all of the prayer that went in before that happened. And so that, that was in the back of my mind, having read this book and uh, kind of being encouraged and blessed and taught some new things in my prayer walk and prayer journey. And then one Sunday morning, a year ago in November, I think it was, we were singing the song Shekinah Glory, Let Your Glory Fall, Let Your Glory Fall, something to that effect of the lyrics. Uh, and so I was thinking about the, the in the Old Testament, when Solomon built the temple and God's presence, the Shekinah glory, fell on the temple and manifested itself in fire and a, and a cloud so they couldn't even get in and all that. And what an amazing time it was where they were all together. And then God kind of led me to reflecting about other times in the Old Testament where everybody came together. And specifically ended up uh, spending some time reading about King Hezekiah. And in his first year, he reinstituted the celebration of the Passover. So he followed a whole bunch of terrible stuff uh, where the nation had completely gone off the rails and forgotten all of the boat gods. But when Hezekiah came in, he brought a renewal and a spirit and a revival. And he said, all right, we've got to get back to putting God first in our hearts. We've got to do the Passover celebration. We've got to get everybody together and get going again. But... It, the time when they were supposed to do it had already passed. But he, in his heart, he wanted to honor God and get everybody together to honor God. So they said, we'll do it a month later. And God was like, no problem, you do it. That's great. Because God was looking at the heart, not about all the rules. And it talks about how they didn't have time to do all the different ceremonial cleansings and preparations and all that to get all the, everybody and everything ready. And Hezekiah prayed and said, God, we just want to seek you and put you first in our hearts. So please bless us in this. And God said, you got it. And so everybody came together and they had, they ended up celebrating for two weeks of just constant celebration and praise of God, celebrating the Passover. And it says that nothing like this had happened since the days of King Solomon when the Shekinah glory fell on the temple. So that led me in my heart and I couldn't kind of stop thinking about, well, what would it look like for us to come together and celebrate God and be renewed and get together in a way like we hadn't ever before, or at least hadn't in a really, really long time. And so... The answer to that question ended up working itself to be prayer in the park. That what does it look like for us to get together and set aside everything else, to come together as one body for God, to connect in one place like they did? Because God's desire for that is clear all throughout the Old Testament. We have this celebration the Passover and the other feasts and everything else that happened. And every time God's people came together, God showed up 
and amazing things happened when people came together and set aside everything else. So that was, that's the desire behind Prayer in the Park, to bring everybody together. So I fired off emails to everybody I could think of to try and start pulling this together and started talking to the city to figure out things with the park. And eventually it all came together and I got to meet so many amazing kingdom saints who have spent so much time praying for the church and praying for the region and have this amazing heart and are such people of prayer. And it's been a really amazing journey to all the people I've met and how God has brought everything together to make this stuff happen. And so I've been on this journey of trying to encourage unity here in the region. It wasn't something I really had planned on doing, but it's just kind of something that God has put on my heart to encourage and facilitate cooperation and unity between the churches. Uh, and so prayer in the park, and the hope is that it's just be, it's one little piece of the bigger picture of what God is doing and drawing us together and connecting us and using us. And uh, this passage here from Ephesians has become one of my favorites and one of the kind of the defining things that as I was on this journey, it quickly became clear that it was all about unity. And so this, this passage here, I'll read it. That Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. And here's, here's what makes it all worthwhile. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. So that's what unity is all about. That's why we need unity. Because when we are doing the things that God wants us to do, we help each other to do the works of service, the things that God wants us to do and the ways that God wants to use us so that we're all built together to become united and then become the mature body of Christ so that we can attain the whole measure of the fullness of God. Doesn't that sound really awesome? The whole measure of the fullness of Christ? So that's that's become one of my favorite things. That's what this is all about, why I... It's, can't shake it from my heart to keep working on this so that we can work together to do all the things that God wants us to do, become mature, and attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So this year, as they've been working to, uh, to pull things together for prayer in the park this year, and as I had the opportunity, uh, thank you, church, for sending uh, David and I to the, the Steinbeck Church, Southland, in uh, January to learn uh, more about what church renewal is all about and what being set free is all about. Uh, this, this idea of renewal has really stuck on my heart now of each of us being renewed to collectively renew the church so that we can get to those places where we want to do. As uh, the pastor out there at Southland, one of the things that he emphasized several times is this idea that you know, we, we need to be revived, but just a visitation of God and something amazing happening once isn't enough. We want God to dwell with us, to inhabit all that we're doing so that we can be renewed and then be used. So that's, this phrase has kind of been one of the key phrases for me in planning Prayer in the Park this year, to see renewal in the church and an inhabitation of God's spirit in our region. And Because connecting in one place isn't unity in and of itself. It's, but what it does is remind us that we actually already have unity through the Spirit, because there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. There is one Spirit. So we already have unity, but when we connect together, we can see this big thing that we're a part of as the whole body of Christ and be 
encouraged to make every effort to keep that unity so that we can work towards becoming renewed and we can be used and attained to the whole measure of the fullness of God. All right, so I want to take us into a bit of time of prayer here. Uh, So we want to start, as it says in Psalm 100, to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Uh, So first I want to encourage us to just take a few moments quietly and and worship God. So one of the other things that I've been learning recently is uh, how important it is for us to really worship God and understand who he is, that he is a big, amazing, huge, awesome God, and that he is worthy of our praise in each and every situation, and that worship is a much bigger thing than just singing songs on Sunday morning. I, I think we all understand that. But we need to be able to set aside ourselves and everything else and just direct our attention to God. And that is our worship. So I want to encourage us to do that this morning and think of God, the ways that we can proclaim who God is. God, you are compassionate. God, you are whatever it is that's on your heart. Give that back to God. And then take a few moments to thank God for the many, 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 many things for which we can thank him. So let's, let's pray. Holy God, you are mighty and awesome and powerful and wonderful. Uh, you are the potter. You are gracious and compassionate. You are so many things. You are so much more than we could even understand. And yet you love us and you want to connect us. So I thank you for that. I thank you for this place. I thank you uh, for the leadership here. I thank you for all the people that are here. I thank you for the ways that you are moving here. You are our God. Be with us today. Amen. All right, so I'd like us to read, read this one together aloud. This is Jesus' prayer for us. And this is one of my other favorite verses about unity here. You can see the bolded part there. And again, why unity is so important. Because in unity, the world will see that God sent Jesus and that God loves them through our unity. So let's read Jesus' prayer for us. Let's read that together, please. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Amen. So our unity has an impact on the rest of the world in showing Jesus to the world. All right, so I've got three, three more slides here of things that we can pray for that connect to unity here in the region and connect to how God is leading. Uh, and so at this point in time, if, if you're comfortable, I, I'd invite you to kind of grab a few people around you and take a few minutes to pray for these things here. If that's not something you're comfortable doing, that's totally no problem at all. You can just kind of sit back and relax, and that's fine. But if, if you're comfortable with that, just grab a few people around you, and we'll spend a few minutes to pray into these things that we can see here. What I'm saying is that I, I'd like to invite to see if there's anybody that God put on your heart to pray, to take the mic and pray into any of these things here. So I believe there'll be two or three people that maybe we can take a moment to pray into these things for us as a group.
Excellent. <clears throat> let's uh, let's pray for um, unity. There there are so many denominations out there, and we worship the same God um, in in different ways. There are different uh, different styles. Father, we uh, we thank you that. Uh, you sent Jesus to die for us, Lord. And that's, that's the central message. That's the most important thing. And Father, there are Anglicans and there are um, Lutherans and um, Pentecostals and uh, Catholics, Father. And Father, um, I thank you that all these um, groups can come at, um, prayer, to, to prayer in the park, Lord, and worship you and seek your face. And we pray, Father, that there will be unity in the planning, um, in, in the worship itself, Lord. And I pray for an openness for all the people, Lord, to be able to hear from you, um, that you break down um, any denominational barriers, Father. And that uh, your voice would be heard, Lord. There is one church, only one church. We break down any uh, strongholds that the enemy has um, put up to divide Christians. And we pray, Father, that you would break the yoke by the power of your Holy Spirit. That there be love, unity, and your presence there, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. God, I thank you that we are all so different, and you compare the um, the group of Christians to our body, and just like our elbows are different from our lungs, from our eyes, from our feet, but each part is so important, and um, I just pray that we will not judge each other, whether someone gives lots or gives little, whether someone looks nice or they're, um, they don't come dressed up, um, whether someone's up front leading worship or sitting in the back or serving unknown. Um, God, may we all love each other. May we, um, may we thank each other for whatever service that we do. And may we reach out to people who are hurting no matter where they come from. God, I ask that you would help us to see each other the way you see us and that we will take off our earth blinders and, um, just see the potential and the kind with your, your kind love, we see everyone. Thanks, April. Father, I just want to pray for Andy right now. Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to speak to him in a loud and clear voice, that you would clear all the confusion and white noise of, of day-to-day living, that when he comes before you in, your, in his quiet time, that you speak to him in a major, major way, and that he, um, you would lead him with all the different people that are coming together for prayer in the park, that you would lead him uh, to lead others. It's like making disciples. This is not a disciple-making situation, but it's to coming together 
of disciples who know you and you know them. And that you have chosen Andrew, Andy as a leader in this regard so that you would just give him the wisdom that's required. Now his, his inspiration came from the, from the Shekinah glory in Solomon's temple. And Solomon was a man of wisdom. We just ask you to impart that wisdom to Andy. And I, and I just pray for the entire body and, and those of us here that we know and feel and come to recognize that there's power in the Holy Spirit. It's not a crutch as some other people think. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It says in, in Acts 2 that the power of the Holy Spirit will come on you and you'll be able to do all the works that I have given you and to wait for it, to wait for the power to come. And when it comes, then he will give us the opportunity to use it. We ask you, Lord, that you would impart that through Andy as he brings together many parts of the body, as was prayed that we have many parts of our physical body, and we have many parts of the spiritual body in Jesus Christ, the church of which Jesus Christ is the head. We thank you for all that you're doing in Andy right now, and we thank you for this time to come together in unity and rejoice in your presence here tonight. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Lori. Steve. Lord, we just come against the attacks of the enemy. We'll try to prevent this from going forward from special interest groups or uh, whoever controls the, uh, is in charge of the park. We just come against anything that would hinder this from going forward and also anything that would um, cause division amongst uh, the Christians and the churches. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Steve. Dear Lord, I, I confirm I get the word renewal in my head over and over, and I feel that um, I need to pray for renewal for the people that are here, the people that are our neighbors, our community, prayer in the park, our city, and our country. I see the word renewal, and I see if you are feeling like you need a renewal um, in, your, in your walk with God or renewal in relationships today or renewal in your health. And if there's something you're struggling with, sadness, if there's some darkness, if there's just <clears throat> something, you, something keeping you down, then I just pray that God's renewal, God's strength, God's love, God's light will shine on you this week and will show you his hope, will show you his grace, will show you his path. Because I see great renewal for people in here. I see great renewal for people in our community and in our country. And I just pray that we can do this more often in the safety of others, in the safety of praying, in the safety of God, that you will have renewal in your life. Because I feel like people really need that, and people are really seeking a renewal, a, a, new, a new light, a new hope, and just, just a freshness in, in with what they're battling with today. Amen. Thanks, Shannon. God, I pray that we humble ourselves before you. I pray that you'd forgive us and that we would uh, be able to repent of the things that we need to let go of and that we can be people of forgiveness of those who sin against us. I pray that we will be able to love you fully and love our neighbor as ourself and that all the parts of the body will have equal concern for each other 
as the peace of Christ will rule in our hearts. Amen. All right, so just a couple last prayer points here just for the day of prayer in the park. Uh, So maybe I'll just look for one person who can kind of uh, wrap us up here and pray for pray for the for that day turn this guy back on all right thanks Joyce father I just um, lift up this coming event Uh, I pray for the worship leaders and the singers Lord would you lead them to the songs that you want spoken to you that will help us to see your face, to focus on you. Lord, I pray for lovely clouds to cover a sunny, warm day so we don't bake in the sun, but no rain, uh, no heavy, no winds, just a beautiful day, Lord, to come together, that no one would have to stay home because of that. Lord, I pray that the financial provision would be covered for the cost. I pray that you will lead individuals to um, respond to cover the costs of this event. And Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done here in the Waterloo region. You have a plan. You have a plan and have your way, Lord. We praise you. We look forward to what you are doing. Lord, this is your work. You have led Andy for a reason because you want to come and meet us face to face. So Lord, in obedience, we turn our eyes to you. And uh, we look to you to see what you want to do that day, and we want to be obedient and responsive. Praise you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joyce. So again, thank you for uh, praying with me today for, for the region, for prayer in the park. Uh, I'd encourage you to you know, keep prayer in the park and keep uh, the regional church in your prayers going forward. So I, the few minutes we have left, I just want to reflect on a couple of things that I've been learning about prayer in the in the last whatever amount of time as God's been teaching me. Uh, so these these three points that are up here actually come straight out of this this book. I didn't originally have them in my list, but I was just kind of flipping through it quickly, and this jumped back out at me. Uh, so I'll point this out. So uh, the top line there, prayer is inviting God in. That's one of the things that kind of God has been putting on my heart here recently that that is kind of one of the simplest ways of looking at prayer. Uh, you know, prayer is, is a lot of things, and there's a lot of right answers to the question, what is prayer? Uh, and this is one of them, I think, that prayer is just inviting God to be involved. That instead of me doing, trying to do whatever it is I'm trying to do, we pray as a way of inviting God to be involved. So the three things here, crisis prayer versus calling prayer versus kingdom prayer. Uh, and so uh, uh, Jared Brock, the author in here, he was in kind of in the beginning of his journey of spending a year learning more about prayer. He was talking to a gentleman who's a prayer coordinator for a domination in the United States. And this was something that that gentleman talked about, is that often we're just stuck in the first layer of crisis prayer. And it's, there's not anything wrong with that, that stuff comes up in our life and we pray and we invite God in and that's good. Um, but that's, that's only part of what prayer is supposed to be. And that we need to emphasize that a little bit less so that we can focus on praying a calling prayer and a kingdom prayer. And what those mean is that a calling prayer is praying for ourselves and for others to be living out the calling that God has placed on our lives. 
to be doing what God wants us to do, to be praying that I will be doing that and to be praying that those people around us will be doing that and that you'll be doing your part in helping the people around you. All of that is, is fit into a calling prayer and a kingdom prayer is uh, the simplest version, of course, is your kingdom come, your will be done. But thinking of praying into salvations and praying into uh, everything that gives God glory and not just praying for the things in our own lives, but praying for God's kingdom and that we don't do enough of those latter two things. God is big. God is a dynamic and active God. And so when we go to him in prayer, when we connect with him, it, it shouldn't always just look the same. Okay? Uh, so this was a phrase that came out of the book again, that prayer is like a buffet that there's, there's a lot of options, there's a lot of there. So this, this has a whole lot, there's a lot of text up there, which breaks one of the PowerPoint rules. You're not supposed to put a lot of text up on a slide. Uh, and so I, I apologize. Uh, so you can, some, maybe something in there will jump out at you. I'm not just, like, I'm not just like gonna go through everything here, but the, the point is that uh, kind of four variables here, the pot, your posture in prayer, the prompting to pray, the place where you pray, and the purpose for which you're praying, all the, as you kind of mix and match those variables, your experience in praying and connecting with God is different. And so we should have different things prompting us at different times to be praying. And we should obviously be praying at different places and not necessarily always just praying, sitting down, or standing up at, by our posture. And all of these different things can have a very different, uh, create a different experience as we approach God. And God is this big, amazing God, and he wants to be able to connect with us in all these different ways and give us more and more glimpses of what that fullness and uh, to overwhelm us is kind of the theme of some of the songs that we were singing. Uh, and so you can kind of, I'll leave that up there for just another moment to just kind of think about things there. So I think my next slide I'm going to talk about listening prayer because that's one of the things that God's been kind of encouraging me to do more of is listening. Uh, let's see, I've got some different things over there. Worshiping, listening, adoring God, thanking God, uh, petitioning him, those crisis things, confessing. Well, we need to be continually letting go of everything and giving it back to God. And he is faithful and just and will forgive us and proclaim who God is and surrender our lives. And all of this, that prayer isn't always just one thing. All right, so this is a quote from the gentleman that the author of the book was talking to. Every religion prays. What makes our prayers any different? God speaks back. What makes our prayer different? God speaks back. God doesn't need us to talk to him, but one word from him changes us. Prayer is about hearing from God. So that's something I've been really challenged on recently, especially since I went to Southland back in, in January because this is, this is something that they are continually encouraging as James does here as well. Uh, we need to be listening to God. Uh, and so I think one practical way in which we can be more intentional about listening to God is by asking him questions. Instead of, because when we ask a question, then you have to wait for an answer, Right? Uh, and so we can ask him questions, but more than just the why questions, right? And I think sometimes that's the one that uh, we might jump to first. You know, why did this happen or why didn't this other thing happen? And, and there's appropriate moments for that, of course. Uh, but, you know, 
what questions or, you know, whom do you want me to talk to today and how can I do this or whatever. Any other questions? Uh, you know, even if we don't necessarily feel like we get an immediate answer, but the more we're intentional about asking God, then the more opportunity he has to speak and the more opportunity we give ourselves to listen and hear his answers. So I want to take just a moment to talk about, you know, what, again, kind of the journey, my personal journey in, in growing in prayer and what, where that, how that looks. And maybe something in that is helpful to you. Um, maybe it won't be. Uh, so my personal thing that I try and do is I have, I have a Google spreadsheet on, that I can open up on my phone. Uh, and I have four lists in it. A list, the first list that I go to is a list of the attributes of God. Uh, character, things, what he's like, titles for God, and all that sort of thing. There is a big list. So I just kind of reflect on that a little bit uh, to try and start by directing my attention to him. And then I try to wait for something in there to jump out at me. Then I can jump to my, my next list, which is a list of people uh, that I have some level of connection with uh, that, that need salvation. And so then whatever attribute of God kind of stood out that day, I pray that over all the people in my list. And, and then the next tab is a list of regular things. So that list starts with the words kingdom and calling, just as a reminder uh, to, be, to focus on living out the calling and seeking God's kingdom first. Uh, and some you know, closer people in my life and for the church and things like that that are in that list of the things that are consistently there that I want to be praying about. And then the last list is uh, things, a list of things that are kind of coming in and out, stuff that comes through the prayer chain and things like that. I've always struggled at trying to, how to, you know, keep track of all this stuff, right? So I've been trying to do that and it's sort of works, sort of doesn't. So it all, you know, sounds, sounds pretty good, but uh, i come a long ways in what God has been teaching me in this prayer time. In the, I started the list of people after I read this book because that's one of the things that he does. It's also a thing that Nick talked about a lot. Um, to just make a list of people and pray for them until you die, they die, or Jesus comes back. I think that's what Nick used to always say. Uh, so I've only started doing that for the last little over a year of being able to do that. Um, but the, the truth is that you know I've got this nice system uh, but half the time I end up dozing off <laughs> while I'm trying to pray, so I, I need to probably work on my own advice of changing my posture a little bit from time to time so that that doesn't happen so often. And, I, and I, unfortunately, I don't get to it every day. Uh, it's, you know, it's on the days where I drop my kids off at school and then I don't have anywhere else to be, then, then I get to this for sure. Other days, not always so much. So I'm still, I'm still growing in this. Um, but God is still teaching me, and, and that's, I think this is good. Because God's not looking for finished products. He doesn't need us to be perfect. He doesn't need us to be anything to use us. He just needs us to be willing. He looks at our heart. So if we're looking to him, then he's ready to use us. Regardless of what else is going on in our life at that time, whatever's happened in your past, any of that, God is not looking for a finished product. So I, I'd encourage you that it doesn't matter where you're at. God is ready to use you to do something more. Something little, something big, who knows. 
Uh, it's up to God, and, and God will lead you as you let him. But he's, he's not looking for a finished product. He's just looking at your heart to say, yeah, I need you. He wants to speak. He wants to lead. And I'd say that probably he already is speaking to you, and maybe you don't always notice. I know that was true for me, that I've, as I've been challenged a little bit on being more intentional about trying to listen to God and let him speak, that he's kind of showed me how he has been in the past, even speaking and leading. And so I'd, I'd encourage you that that is probably true for you as well, that God has always been there with you. He will always be there with you. He is speaking. He wants to teach you. And so if you take some time and ask him, I'll bet you he can show you some times where he has been speaking and he has been leading you. And that, I trust, will encourage you uh, going forward to be able to do that more and to give him more time to do that. So I'll close with this as an encouragement to you and an encouragement to me to offer genuine worship to God. And again, there's more to it than just singing songs on Sunday mornings. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life every day. He's, he's in charge, not you. And be open, honest, humble, teachable, and authentic in your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. We're not meant to do this alone. We're, let, we're meant to let God help us all the way. That we're supposed to use his strength. That's the way it's supposed to work. That we use his strength. And also the way it's supposed to work is that we have other people there to help us and encourage us and pray for us and bless us and everything else that they can do. That that's the way it's supposed to work. So it's okay if we have problems. We can tell other people about that and we can help each other. It's okay if we have problems. We can tell God about that. And that's, that's what set free is all about too. Uh, so I, I encourage you to, to participate with that if, you, if you're able. So this is what I want to leave you with. Be open, honest, humble, teachable, authentic in a relationship with God, in your relationship with other people. Let people in and it's okay if you don't have it all figured out because that's not what God wants. We're supposed to use his strength, not ours. And he will lead us every day. So I'll, okay, sorry, apparently I have one more slide. Well, actually, there's one more after this too. All right, so this connects from the other verse I read earlier. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, that's us, is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Again, that's us. We're supporting each other. We grow and build ourselves up in love as each part does its work. So whatever that is, it doesn't matter. We each do our part, and then we work together to become a mature body of Christ so we can get to that whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So last slide is just saying thank you. So let me pray for you before we go. God, thank you so much that we can count on your strength and that you've given us each other to help with everything, that we don't need to do things ourselves. I thank you that you're not looking for perfect people, that you're just looking for us to acknowledge that we need you. Uh, and so I pray that you'd uh, encourage us all here and remind us of the, the times in our lives where you have been there right beside us and, encourage, and speaking to us and leading us. And I pray that we'll each have at least one person that we can be completely open with and let that, so that person can help lift us up and help encourage us and lead us back to you. You are such a great, amazing God. Be our Lord every day. Can knit us together as one as we support each other, each one doing its work so we can become your mature body here in Waterloo Region. Your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen.
God bless. Thank you so much.